Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. The race for Tucson mayor is heating up. On today's show, we talk with the candidates vying to lead the city. Some of the names are familiar to Tucsonans. Former state lawmaker Steve Farley and current city council member Rahina Romero. Others may not be household names, developer Randy Dorman and advertising executive Ed Ackerley. The three Democrats in the race will be on the August primary ballot. Ackerley, an independent, will face the winning Democrat in November. There are no Republican candidates. We'll spend most of the show with the Democrats since their race gets to voters first. We asked each candidate similar questions, beginning with their mayoral pitch to voters. Our first discussion was with Randy Dorman. Well, I'm running for mayor of Tucson because I think that Tucson has limitless potential. And I'm frustrated that so often we settle for the status quo. We don't aim high enough and we're reactive instead of being proactive about creating opportunities for ourselves, for our kids, and ultimately for their kids. You have the disadvantage in the Democratic primary of you're the unknown. Um, the other two uh, have been in politics for a while. How do you get your name out there? Name recognition is huge in a race. Uh, name recognition is huge, but first, I love being the underdog. That's my position of strength. And my background is actually global branding. So when it comes to being able to analyze uh, what my message needs to be, how to communicate that message, and how to get it out there, nobody knows how to do that better than I do firsthand. Uh, I also have a great team behind me. And I think it's a great opportunity for people to get to know somebody new. Our political landscape has been stagnant for a long time. So I hope I'm injecting some fresh energy and new ideas. In a city race or a county race, but this is a city race, issue always is roads. What's your plan to make our roads have fewer potholes? Well, it's interesting because the roads are a problem, but they're really a symptom of a bigger problem, which is that our economy is anemic. Um, we do not have the money to meet the quality of life needs that people want us to, like roads, like public safety, like parks and open space. And we have 18% poverty. That's unacceptable in a community like ours. Last year, we had 1.2% job growth, which is far behind Phoenix, the state, and the country. And people think we can't do anything about it. I've been a businesswoman for 30 years. I've grown businesses, big and small, I know that we can do something about it. So I think when we grow our economy, um, we will have money for things like roads, public safety. There are also short-term things that we can do, including eliminating or reducing the silos between the city and the county. I've spoken with the city manager and the county administrator uh, about creating efficiencies there, and they both think that there are efficiencies there. We could free up money to put back into our, our budget. How do we get people to come here? How do we get that economy to grow? Well, it's not only getting people to come here, which is important, 
but it's also growing the businesses that are here. I think that a lot of um, our growth can come from the nurturing the small and medium-sized businesses that are here, as well as really nurturing our startup community. So I have a really detailed economic development plan where the city's economic development department becomes the hub for businesses that are here and how they can grow, connecting them with best practices on talent attraction and retention, on best practices in IT and marketing, where we can connect them to small business loans, microloans. We could be ambassadors to help them navigate planning and development services and the sign code, all the things that are holding businesses back. Then we also have to focus on developing ecosystems of industry here so that when people do come here or people who live here, they can have a career and not just a job. We need to have a whole ecosystem of companies in health and wellness, in aerospace, in logistics, in uh, bioscience. Are those the areas we need to concentrate on growing and attracting, or are they just part of the puzzle? Well, both. So we should play upon our strengths, and those are sectors where we currently have uh, businesses that are either on the cutting edge or thriving. So what I would do, I'm all about setting vision and then connecting and collaborating with people to create a plan and then making that vision happen. So I would get together with the business and industry groups to really determine what are the sectors that show the most promise. Where do we want to focus our effort? Get together with the Metro Chamber, with SALC, with any of the industry-specific groups. We're talking with Randy Dorman. She's one of the Democratic candidates running for mayor of the city of Tucson. A number of years ago, the U.S. Supreme Court made it very clear that the border is a federal issue. But we're 50, maybe a little more miles away from the border, so obviously it affects what goes on here in Tucson. What's the city's role when it comes to all the things beyond the physical border? Well, we are and should continue to be an immigrant-welcoming city for many reasons. Um, it's the right thing to do. Uh, People come here for many reasons, including because they're suffering in their own countries. We all, Mexico is our largest trade partner. Um, We are reliant upon people and business from Mexico to make the city and the region thrive. And we should never forget that. So we need to really facilitate ongoing business relationships and um, make sure that we have compassionate policies in place here. There's incredible work going on. I toured the uh, Benedictine Monastery the other week with uh, Councilman Steve Kozacek. And the operation they have going on at the monastery is just extraordinary. Our federal immigration uh, system is broken. It's not being fixed. And uh, we have to pave the way in the meantime. When the monastery closes as a shelter, which we know it's going to this summer, is there a place the city needs to step in to fill that gap? Or Is that something that the city should just simply encourage churches and other groups to do and really not a city function? Well, I know what's happening right now is they're looking for an alternate location. And I've tried to connect 
uh, Steve with a couple of options. And I think that we should be continuing to look for options that don't rely on the city. Um, but if that doesn't work, uh, all humans have value and we need to be compassionate. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. That was Democratic candidate for Tucson mayor Randy Dorman. Next, we turn to Steve Farley. Well, I'm just so excited at the opportunity to be able to continue my public service by serving the city I love. Uh, you know, many people know I was in the legislature for 12 years, so I've got the in-depth experience that comes from that and the relationships to be able to not just stop attacks from the legislature before they start, but maybe even actually work collaboratively to do positive things with the legislature for a change. That'd be an interesting dynamic shift. Uh, but I'm also the guy who did those murals downtown, those big black and white photo murals of people walking down the street in the, uh, in the 50s on Broadway. And uh, th those are, they celebrated their 20th anniversary just this last May 1st. And even people who aren't involved in politics, they understand that shows how much I care about this community and how much I love our, the, how much unity we have through our celebration of our diversity, uh, our history. Uh, I've been working in neighborhoods doing things like that since the 90s. It, it's been, uh, it, it's just a, an amazing thing to be able to take the love I have for this city, combine it with the track record I have for delivering on things like jobs, education, and healthcare. Uh, both in the Regional Transportation Authority process, where I was the, uh, the one of the main leaders to actually make that happen for the first time in 40 years. We passed a regional transportation plan that created thousands of jobs in the middle of the worst recession we've ever had. And I worked 15 years to get the streetcar in place, which has created hundreds more jobs with the way of we'd be able to bring downtown back. And then the legislature working with people like Jan Brewer, who I disagreed with about almost everything, uh, to expand health care, uh, Medicaid health care to 400,000 people in this state to help keep our hospitals afloat. And then education. Uh, last year during Red for Ed, I was able to help leverage the power brought by the teachers to uh, get $415 million in new money for our public schools this year alone when Doug Ducey's last and best offer was $30 million. Uh, and my, my ability to, uh, to deal with a $10 billion budget of the state, I know how to work my way around the city budget as well. Uh, so I'll be able to make sure that we get our potholes filled, we get uh, police and fire uh, response times reduced, and we, uh, we keep our parks in good shape. You mentioned potholes. Roads are always an issue in Tucson. So what's your plan to fill potholes and get our roads back up to snuff? Well, we need to have an overall plan to find out exactly what neighborhood roads conditions are in and set out a schedule for how often they need to be resurfaced in order to keep them in good shape so that everybody knows throughout the city when their neighborhood's going to get resurfaced and when it's going to get resurfaced the next time after that and then come up with a funding source that can uh, sustainably pay for this into the future. Uh, but I think we can, we can make that happen because there's enough neighborhoods that I've talked to all over the city for which that's, that's the first priority. I've been riding a, a different bus route every, every week as part of this campaign and talking with people on the bus about what they would do with their mayor. And I'm hearing from people who ride the bus that fixing the potholes is their top priority as well. Uh, so we've, we've, got to, we've got to get a handle on that one, and I really think we can. When it comes to potholes and roads, people look at that and say, we don't need more people in Tucson right now, but the city is growing. 
How do you balance growth with our infrastructure needs? We've got to have the right kind of growth. I mean, we have a shortage in affordable housing right now, for example, that's coming out of that. Uh, I think we can uh, look at new opportunities to develop affordable housing in places like some of our big box stores that have been closing down on different parts throughout the city. There's big, empty commercial spaces that are are not going to open up again as they were because of the change in our economy where we're now getting big boxes on our porches instead of going out to big boxes and shopping. Uh, Those are great opportunities if the city was able to lead with a package of incentives to create new urban centers where you could build affordable housing complexes together with uh, maybe childcare, uh, business incubators, restaurants, places where you can create new urban centers throughout the city that are connected by high capacity transit. Uh, That kind of vision is, is certainly within reach. Uh, that's one of the things I'm excited about is I think we can grow our economy here and create new jobs by really setting out to be the innovation capital of sustainability. Uh, that's one small example. We're st- the city's struggling with recycling right now because China is no longer buying our glass or our cardboard. Uh, and it's not economical right now with the current technology to figure out how you do that. But there is there is a, a great brain trust here in the middle of this city called the University of Arizona. If we were able to, as a city, task, say, a graduate course uh, and have those students spend a semester figuring out solutions for how we recycle our own waste here in the city of Tucson and maybe start a business out of that, then we can sell that, that, those services and, and the, the products of that business to other cities all over the country that are struggling with the same issue. And we bring all those resources here to help us uh, grow that way. Climate change, another perfect example. We solve our climate change issues uh, with mitigation plans, uh, with uh, resiliency plans here in, in the city and come up with new solutions for burning less carbons while thriving. Uh, we can market that to other cities. There's no reason we shouldn't be running this country on Tucson sunshine instead of Texas oil and West Virginia coal. The U.S. Supreme Court a couple of years ago made it very clear that the border is a federal issue. But depending on where you're standing in the city of Tucson, you're 60 miles or more or less away from the border. So it has a direct effect on us. What's the city's role in border and immigration? Well, uh, first off, we should be making it very clear that things like tariffs and walls don't help us at all because more than a third of our retail activity every day here in Tucson is coming from legal Mexican residents coming here and shopping. Uh, we our, our biggest trading partner is immediately south to the border, and we can't let anybody's ideology get in the way. We're also a very welcoming community because everyone who comes here has been contributing to our community in some way. Uh, that's part of why we all live here, because of the, what an amazing mix of cultures that has developed because we're a welcoming community. And we could, can't put that at risk either. Uh, but I believe we can have border security and human rights at the same time. I've always fought for that. Uh, we, we need to have we need to push the federal government to do its job, as you point out, that, that, that it is the job of the federal government to finally get some true comprehensive immigration reform uh, so that people don't have to live in the shadows. Uh, and in the meantime, I think our TPD does a pretty good job uh, being able to make sure that even undocumented people are not reported uh, to, uh, to, the, the, to ICE and they don't feel at risk in their own communities because uh, public safety depends on people being able to trust law enforcement uh, to be able to help them with uh, what, their, what their struggles are at that given moment. What about issues like uh, shelters? For example, we have the shelter, of course, at the Benedictine uh, Monastery, but it's going away. Does the city have a role in 
dealing with that type of immigration issue? Well, I think uh, people like Councilmember Kazachik and Mayor Rothschild have done a really good job supporting uh, those of us who are volunteers who have been helping. I've helped out at the monastery. I've helped out at Casa Alitas. Uh, and I've been working with refugees for a very long time here in this community because I think the people who come here uh, seeking refuge from, uh, from t- the terror they're fleeing are the people who are most grateful to the community that's brought them in and will be the real energy for our economy into the future. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm grateful. That was Steve Farley, a Democrat running for mayor in Tucson. This week, we're talking with the four candidates running for Tucson mayor. Tucson has a weak mayor system, meaning the mayor's vote counts as much as a city council member, and the city manager is more responsible for driving policy and running the city day to day. Councilwoman Rahina Romero was the next candidate to join us. You know, I I, I tell people uh, this is what I love. I I thrive uh, serving the residents of Tucson. I have a vision to move us forward in terms of um, creating a a climate resilient city and and, uh, creating high wage jobs, which I have been doing on the council along with my colleagues, Um, investment in workforce training and economic development. Um, I I want to make sure that we uh, continue creating a small business investment program. We've already started this. I've been asking for this for four years in the city council. Um, I want to make sure that we, uh, that small businesses in our community feel valued by the city of Tucson. Um, and I want to continue making sure that we have quality of life issues, right? That that we invest in our roads, that we invest in our transit system and make it a 21st century vibrant um, transit system uh, comparable to those of, of, of the major cities in, in, in America. You mentioned roads. Yes. And roads are always an issue. What's your plan to fix them? Well, uh, we have been, thanks to the voters of the city of Tucson, we've invested more than $250 million in fixing our roads. I think uh, the community sees uh, sees it, right? We see the, uh, the investment that we have been doing. Um, highway user revenue funds. Uh, the city of Tucson receives highway user revenue funds from the from the federal government and the state. Uh, most recently, within the last three years, we've seen the state, the state because of the recession, worse. Um, started to sweep highway user revenue funds from cities and towns and counties. Uh, Now we are seeing those highway uh, user revenue funds restored. Um, We had been using those uh, highway user revenue funds for regional transportation authority projects, um, and we were paying off bonds. Um, We will see within the next four years much more availability and access to those funds. And uh, we will uh, also see another uh, $60 million invested of the uh, Prop 101 sales taxes that that the voters approved. And so with federal, state, um, Prop 101 funds, we will continue to see uh, investment in in our city. One other thing that I've asked the city manager is that uh, when when we sell, the city of Tucson sells property that was purchased with highway uh, user revenue funds, those funds need to be put to to roads. 
And so um, we will continue working on that. I know that that's one of the two issues that I hear when I'm out canvassing in our community. Um, I see two issues always repeated over and over. Um, people in Tucson care about our community, our parks, our quality of life issues, uh, but we do care about our roads. <laughs> and so um, we, we have to continue focusing on those charter um, services that we need to provide, right? Roads and transit, parks and recreation, and public safety. We're talking with Regina Romero. She's one of the Democrats running for mayor in the city of Tucson. When it comes to economic development, we've seen Caterpillar come in. Raytheon, of course, is a big employer. We also have some new call centers here which have brought jobs. Is that the right direction for economic development? I suggested we open an economic and incentive office in the city of Tucson. We had none. Um, and I suggested that we create the primary jobs incentive program. From that program alone, we've seen more than 5,000 jobs, cre high wage jobs created in the city of Tucson, and then some. Um, and we've, like you said, we've been able to bring Caterpillar, we've had Home Goods, Geico, Amazon. Um, We've done really well, but the piece of the puzzle, there's a few pieces of the puzzle that I think are missing. One, I believe that we have to create a small business incentive program in the city of Tucson. Uh, we need to invest in small business and we need to invest in startup concepts and innovation. There is a lot of talent coming in coming graduating from the University of Arizona. Uh, we've created a, a um, an amazing, um, an amazing space here in the city of Tucson in terms of economic development. We need to continue investment in workforce development, um, and we need to make sure that we look at economic development not just in terms of attracting um, outside companies, but creating our own. The border is in the news a lot nationally. We know it's a federal responsibility. The Supreme Court has ruled that a, a number of years ago. But we're very close to the border here, so it affects us. What's the city role in immigration? We are the borderlands. Uh, and so it, immigration policy affects our communities uh, in a big way. And so uh, mayor and council have also ha always had the bully pulpit in terms of these issues, right? As a city council member, I've led on issues um, uh, specifically uh, on immigration issues. We were the first city in Arizona that took a, a stance against SB 1070. As a matter of fact, the city of Tucson joined many other cities to take the state to court. Um, we, I've led on creating an immigrant welcoming community in the city of Tucson, that we are a welcoming city for immigrants and asylum seekers and refugees. Um, I've led on changing Tucson Police Department's general orders uh, so that we 
um, that we do not ask uh, victims and witnesses of crime for their status. We do not ask juveniles for their status without an attorney or a guardian or a parent present. Uh, we have been very explicit in writing those general orders along with many other community uh, nonprofits and, and stakeholders uh, to make sure that Tucson Police Department is uh, as welcoming as we have declared our community to be. Uh, I've led with my colleagues on the council and with the Board of Supervisors and the Pascuayaki Tribe, Tohono O'odham Nation, to take a stance against the border wall because of the environmental devastation that it causes um, and what it does to communities on the borderlands. Um, so the city of Tucson is should play an important role in taking a position because it immigration policy is affecting our community. It is affecting our environment. It is affecting our borderlands. And by the way, it does also affect our economy. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you so much, Christopher. I really appreciate the time. That was Democratic candidate for Tucson Mayor Rahina Romero. She joined Steve Farley and Randy Dorman on the August Democratic primary ballot. The winner of that race will face independent Ed Ackerley in November. I've lived here all of my life. I was born and raised in Tucson. I've been here for 60 years, and I have raised a great family, three sons, and uh, I have two little grandkids that live in Tucson. And I think the reason that kind of put me over the edge was to say, how can we build a future that my two little grandsons 50 years from now can look back and say, what's the legacy that my grandfather and my family gave to the city of Tucson. And so that was kind of the, the personal reason why I ran, was to say I can jump in and make a, make a difference in the community. Ackerley says running as an independent is a strategic decision to capture the Republican, independent, and part of the Democratic vote in Tucson. He says he thinks the city has the infrastructure to accommodate new economic development, but he says the city could do more for existing companies. I made the comment, and I've made the comment several times, that in the 51 years that my company's been in business, there's never been a representative from the city of Tucson into my office to talk to my family about how the city could help us grow our business. And I made that comment to the new director of economic initiatives, and um, I do have an appointment coming up in the near future where she is the first person that's ever volunteered to come in and talk to us. But I do believe that's a, a model we can look at is how do we help businesses with marketing, with financing, with growth, um, um, growth matrix to how they might uh, grow their businesses and how we can be a catalyst for change and support for them so that they can grow their businesses and give us those jobs that we need. I, you know, if every, you know, even if 50 uh, percent of the businesses in Tucson each added one new employee, uh, that's, uh, that's a heck of a lot of new jobs in the city of Tucson. And so I think the Tuc that Tucson can have its own engine of economic development by helping the businesses that we have here grow, as well as using the resources of Pima County and uh, Sun Corridor and uh, Visit Tucson and other groups to, to help us bring new businesses into town. Ackerley is running uncontested in the primary. You can hear more of his interview on our website. We'll feature more on the mayoral race as the November election nears this fall. And that's the buzz for this week. Next week, we kick off our series on housing in Tucson. It's called Finding Home. Make sure to tune in. 
Ariana Brocious produced and edited the show. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Andrea Kelly is the news director. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.